Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 247. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Roads, not cooking this year, Andy. No, well, maybe, but I'm always cooking. That's true. Well, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and uh, check out our sports podcast. And yeah, share with friends. People are on road trips, going places to see family. They're going to need to listen to some new pods. Share the Tony Stick podcast. Andy, what are you going to cook if you do cook? So I'm doing some. Uh, I'm doing some cranberries for sure. I was going to guess cranberries or stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go all out with some different alternative ways of cooking and all this stuff. Uh, you got to marinate it in beer. Yeah, and then put it in the air fryer. See how it goes. Uh, oh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it goes. But uh, it'll be. It'll be uh, different. I'm, it's not the can. I'm not just going to open up a can. Of Even though that can shit, the can is good. I've never liked cranberries. That's fine. I understand. It's not for everyone. Did you I like cranberry just, juice? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, the second I touch cranberries, like some of it's going to fall off my fork and then stain anything it, it even looks at. So it's not worth it. Yeah, I, I can get that off to really get over the plate. So you have no chance. But yeah, you're never going to want that fork all the way up to your mouth like that. No, no you got to hover your yeah. face over yeah. the plate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Thanksgiving is just a couple days away. Uh, tomorrow will be the BS day, you know, no travel f- for us, which is nice. Uh, and uh, we're definitely not going anywhere near the San Francisco region. Uh, I don't know if it would matter to us, but it matters to people who own stores there, Andy. Are you familiar with what's going on up there? Is this about like the the thieves and stuff like the that? Looters and it's been going on pillagers. for a long time. Yeah, three days straight they've been uh, looting and pillaging stores. So first thing I wrote down: fifty to eighty people in ski masks, armed with crowbars, ransack a Nordstrom outside of San Francisco. And then I have Chicago, but I've also heard this was in San Francisco or Oakland area. 14 people raid a Louis Vuitton store, stealing $120,000 worth of goods, which is probably just like two bags or something. Where's that uh, Wisconsin kid? He's he's free to he's free to go. Get out here. Come on. Yeah, I know. We need to get him down here. And then a jewelry store in Oakland uh, just the other day, and they went into a Macy's, things like that. It's like... I know the the thing I keep hearing is like, well, no, no people care if it's under a thousand or under nine hundred and ninety dollars or something like that. It's like, yeah. So this has been this has been going on for a while in San Francisco. Basically, there's no. Yeah, they keep having to close down. Um, there's no enforcement. CVS is the one that. No, it's not CVS. It it's the what's the other one? Rite Aid. No, I know CVS and like Rite Aid have talked about this. There's another one that. Another one like of a those? W or something. <laughs> Walgreens. Walgreens. Walgreens yeah. has to close down their stores. Like, yeah. How much stuff do you have to take out of there before it equals nine hundred and ninety dollars? Like oh, just five packs yeah, of Rolos is four bucks. Yeah. So like the whole thing is they don't they don't do anything because that's that's what you're trained to do at a store is like don't stop people just call the cops but then the cops are like don't call us we don't we're not gonna do shit if it's nothing so then it was just like wait this is a loophole. People figured out this is a loophole. So you could just stuff things in a backpack and walk out and no one's going to stop us and they aren't going to call the cops. So uh. you need to have 
armed uh, people with clubs. What? <laughs> Hit the shit out of these. These kids, yeah. they're all kids, I assume. Like, you need to give In their the, parents a talking to. We need to reinstate the Pinkertons. Who are those people? It was from the 1900s. They would beat up, like, unions and stuff. I think they're technically private detectives or something. Uh, oh. Well, yeah. They were a thing from, like, the late 1800s, early 1900s. It was a big problem back then, I bet. Yeah. They're basically people just private police. March into Walgreens, stealing people would hire them shit. to do shit. Yeah. Give me all the Twixes you got. Uh, but yeah, insane. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think everything I hear out of like San Francisco is like that fake place is fucking crazy all the time. Like everyone's just, there's like duck shit everywhere and homeless people shit everywhere. And everything's getting stolen. It's horrifying. I haven't been yeah. to San Francisco and I don't know. You get it's the most like desirable place so to years? live in the world. <laughs> it's a paradox. No, that doesn't make sense. I'm talking about just fun home values. Oh, well, it's dropping. If, if people didn't want to live there, then it wouldn't be so expensive. Yet somehow it is. Who knows? Yeah, I don't get it. It's because of Ghirardelli. Yeah, it's only that. Yeah. Alcatraz is neat. Mm-hmm. All right. I have another thing that's getting me just heated. Andy, I feel like this is just uh, Groundhog Day or something. We're We're covering this story every like 36 days or something. Hulu, back in the news. Are you ready for this one, Andy? Price increasing again on December 21st. Yeah. What the hell is this about? It's going now to $75.99 for live TV with no ads. Inflation. I don't know. Well, when I I got Hulu, I I don't know, maybe five or six years ago. I don't even know what it was, but it was 40 bucks. It's $39.99. Yeah. I think it's it's, the price is coming more in line with what you're going to pay to cable. And it's less and less customers, so they have to keep charging more. And it's just, eventually, you just have to not do it. You got to give up the History Channel or whatever you like being on there. I don't think it works that way. Like, It's not like they have tiers you can pay for. You you get the live TV channel. No, you I know. pay for about, like add-ons like HBO. You get rid of the live TV part of it. You could still have Hulu for 11 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah, I watch a lot of stuff. I get regular Hulu for free with... My Verizon. Yeah. It'd be nice if they're like, here's a $7 discount for being a Verizon customer. But it's it's all or none. You you either don't pay for it or they don't care. It's upsetting. Yeah. You should just invest in Disney. You're giving them so much money already. I do invest in Disney right. on a monthly basis. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So that price increase is coming. If you didn't know, December 21st. Talk about a woof, man. All right, and uh, you know who's going to probably have to cut the cord just because he owes uh, some more money? Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. I, I don't know. I don't know how this happened, but uh, he was been sued by the production company behind House of Cards. So it's not not the other way around. Not the other way around. Which when I first read this story, I was like, "Oh shit, uh, Kevin Spacey's getting some money." But no, the producers sued him. For basically his misconduct forced him to be fired from the show, which then ruined the show. Uh, and therefore, what was deprived. his misconduct? Because I, I read it was something about him doing inappropriate touching. But isn't he famous for touching younger guys? So Who is a kid on that show. So, OK, so there's multiple things. First of all, the, the main thing that got him, let's say, canceled 
was another actor saying when he was a child. Yeah, Anthony Rapp. Yes, he was inappropriately propositioned or whatever. Uh, but that's not the only thing that Kevin Spacey had been accused of. And it said uh, multiple people on the show after like the first Spacey thing broke, multiple people came forward like, yeah, he did this weird shit to me. Uh, so they were forced to fire him from the show. He couldn't continue. Um, so that's their that was their their case of like you made us fire you. Uh, so and that killed the show and cost us a bunch of money. So uh, a judge ruled that he owes the producers of the show thirty one million dollars. That's just kind of bizarre. <laughs> it, it it really is. You think just be like, all right, you know, let it go. It's it happened. It sucks, but it's over. And like he paid, he has paid a price uh, in a way. Um, well, yeah, he's, he's only not, acting in Italy now. Yeah. Uh, and and also, yeah, he's not working. Uh, how do you think you're going to get this money? I don't know what Kevin Spacey's net worth is. Uh, maybe he saved and was really good with his money. but yeah, He's I not endorsing McDonald's or anything right now. So I mean, he's I not. He, he was never Tom Cruise either. I don't know what how much he pulled down for. Uh, like uh, pay it forward, you know how much was his paycheck on that one? K Pax. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but he, does he just have thirty-one million dollars to pay? Probably not. Even if he had thirty-one million dollars, he wouldn't give all of his dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was just like like I said when I saw that headline, I thought it was the other way around that like he sued them for wrongful termination or something. Uh, I was like, no, no. <laughs> he should turn around and sue them for wrongful. I'm sure he has, but who knows? I mean, if he signed a contract that said like, yeah, I'm going to be great on set and never try to touch anyone. And then he did like, I guess it's his fault. Yeah, I suppose. Who knows? I mean, I, I didn't, I hasn't been following this case, you know? I yeah. I just heard about this today. <laughs> I didn't read anything on it. Private arbitration or something. So, all right. Uh, Jonah Hill is joining the Grateful Dead. Yes, in a way. He's going back in time to do it. Uh, it's going to be Jerry Garcia. So this was announced this week that he will be uh, playing Jerry Garcia in a new film from Martin Scorsese coming to Apple TV, which I guess uh, Scorsese really liked Apple. He's, he's already, his next project is coming to Apple, and now he's got another one coming up. Uh, I think that's little strange that he seems like one of these guys like you got to go to the movie theater but well, they're probably giving him free phones and so he's like i don't have to pay for yeah. phones anymore and i know with apple i think they are telling all these people that like yeah we'll still put all your movies in the theater uh and then put them on our thing later so it's kind of like anywhere else where it's like a movie a warner brothers movie will go out to theaters and then come into hbo max sometime later but I don't know. Just it's strange you're doing two in a row like this. And also that this is what Scorsese wants to do with one of his last movies. Yeah, I, this doesn't interest me. <laughs> I mean, it interests me because of those two names. Uh, I have no love for the Grateful Dead. Um, Bill Walton does, though. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I respect he'll, he'll Bill Walton. First in line for this. He's probably going to do like a one of those fundraisers where he gets to be in the movie. Yeah, or if you just get to write the movie, too. <laughs> Might, maybe. Yeah. All right, well, interesting. 
Uh, we do have some bad news here, Andy, that you didn't have on your list, but I'm sure you're aware of. Art LaFleur died uh, just the other day, 78 years old, Parkinson's. Now, you might not know the name, but you certainly know he played the babe in the movie The Sandlot. He was also in Field Dreams, played the Tooth Fairy in uh, The Santa Claus, I think, 2 and 3. I've never seen The Santa Claus 2 or 3. I was just like, oh, I don't remember that. And I'm like, wait, I've never seen those movies. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it's the season. I, I like the first one, but I've never seen. And so they ones. he meets with, you know, like Father Time, who is, uh, this is I think his name was Peter Doyle, who is uh, the dad, and everyone yeah. loves Raymond. Uh, never uh, saw him. I'm telling Sandman. Uh, yeah, you don't, you're not going to remind me. I've never seen it. Like, I'm, Well, I'm, I'm just saying I'm what sure. you're missing. Okay. Martin Short is Jack Frost. I'm pretty sure those movies are bad. They're holiday movies, Andy. Okay. I watched Arthur the other night. Arthur Christmas, whatever. It's bad, but it's a holiday movie, so I'll watch it. There's multiple movies called Arthur, so that's what I was like. We watch, why is that a holiday movie? Arthur Christmas. It's a cartoon. Yeah. Will McAvoy, uh, Hugh Laurie, uh, uh, Bill Nighy, however you say his name, not Bill Nye the Science Guy. Sure, yeah. Made famous on this pod a couple years ago. Uh, well, yeah, uh, sad. He had Parkinson's. Uh, so obviously that makes everyone wonder how old is, uh, Michael J. Fox. He's a little younger. I believe he was like 60. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll go, I'll go back. Uh, I hate when you misspell something and then it's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. You spelled Michael wrong. I get smarter. There it is. So Fox is born in 61. So yeah, he's a little younger. Also, I don't know how it varies or how that works or anything like that. Maybe he had a severe dose of Parkinson's and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't think it I don't think it kills you when you're that young, but yeah, maybe it does get worse and Yeah. But very sad. Great actor. I mean every kid knows him as the babe, so Yeah. I mean you're you're missing that he, he also appeared on Home Improvement in season one, episode seven. Yeah, that's it's huge. Huge. <laughs> what what happened in that episode? Uh, let me see. Why can't I find it? It just says episode seven. Nothing more than feelings. Let me see if I can find a synopsis for you. Give me the synopsis. Let me see. Oh, do they talk about feelings on the on the home improvement or tool time show? Jill has ignored the car's oil warning light for two days, yeah. and the car becomes inoperative. Wow! And so he and another couple guys from the stand stands uh, the audience at mm-hmm. the show get called down to, and they you know trash talk their wives, and Jill watches, and she gets very upset. Yeah, so pretty good. So R.I.P. I guess. Yeah, he's also in Doogie Hauser. Yeah, a lot of credits. He'll be missed. Uh, okay, Andy, you want to talk about the MacGruber trailer? And no, this is not 10 years ago. Yeah, MacGruber coming to, to Peacock. This was announced when they first said, hey, here's what we're doing with Peacock. And cool, they're bringing MacGruber back as a as a series. Uh, well, they put out a a trailer of some sort. Uh, it's seven minutes long, and it is more like a full-length sketch. Like SNL this is longer than, sketch. This is longer than a full-length SNL sketch. This is a pretty long little segment here, and uh, it's hilarious. Uh, so uh, MacGruber actually, uh, after he killed uh, Kunth at the end of the first movie, or the end of the movie there, Val Kilmer's character, 
Uh, he was arrested for murder because he did just murder the guy. Uh, and uh, he's he's now, he's been in prison for 10 years. He doesn't know if he'll ever get out. And he's being uh, interviewed for like a, a Dateline type piece or something. And it's, uh, it got me right in it. I was like, oh shit, this is, this is hilarious. Laughed multiple times. And I'm like, I'm ready for this. And so they bring a whole cast in here. This is real people. This is Ryan Phillippe, Sam Elliott, Kristen Wiig, Billy Zane of uh, Titanic oh, fame, that's, that's Lawrence story. Fishburne. Yeah, because um, in the movie, the like the military guy that was his his uh, go between his powers booth, uh, who who he's been dead for uh, four years now, so he is uh, cannot return to MacGruber. Yeah. But yeah, I think Sam Elliott. Probably that sounds like he'll probably be that guy, right? I would guess be a military guy or something. Um, so we'll have hmm. to see how he gets out of prison and be interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, the other trailer is, uh, of course, for Fresh Prince. Oh, also, I want to say MacGruber's coming out December 16th. So, yes, Uh did not know it was coming out this year already. That's that's great. Yeah, it'll be here fast. So, yeah, did you watch the uh, Bel Air t- uh, trailer? Yeah. No, this was much more of a traditional teaser. There's not very much anything so. going on. Uh, but it was a reminder that this is real. Uh, remember, this wasn't real when it first. Yeah. It's like the kid out. made such a good trailer. They're like, let's actually do this. Yeah. So Will Smith himself was like, yeah, why not? Let's do this. Yeah, he even yeah. was the voice for a minute in the trailer or the teaser. Yeah, so he's he's somewhat behind the scenes. Like some of the people from the old show are uh, at least involved to a tiny bit. But uh, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, there is a video from a couple of years ago that is a it's fresh prints, but done seriously. And uh, they're actually going to do it. They're making it into a real show coming to Peacock next year at some point. Yeah, it just um, says 2022. I think it's. Kind of a stupid idea, but I will see how that goes. Uh, something I didn't know when I just did a little research that it, it is a remake. It is the names. It is the same characters. It's like this is going to be Philip change Banks. Change of genre. Yeah, and Carlton Banks. It's like, oh, shit. I thought it was kind of be like inspired in a way. And like, oh, same premise. But like, no, these are these are the characters. Uh, I don't know. Is, is Jeffrey the butler going to be in it? Is that even legal? Who's going to be Philip? They had a cast and everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, it said that uh, Will Smith himself like made sure that the guy who's going to play Uncle Phil was good. So Reginald Val Johnson. <laughs> uh, no, because it's going to be, uh, you know, set in as a teenager. So Reginald Val Johnson. could be Philip Banks. No, we can't. Uh, the He's actor's name old. is uh, Adrian Holmes. I don't know him. Uh, let's see if there's anything I know him from. Uh, he was in an episode of The Boys, so some episodes, 15 episodes of Arrow. Well, a TV guy, been around. But yeah, that's key. That is key. That character has to work. Oh, he's in Cabin in the Woods. I like that you go to the things only you would know, Andy. Go to his known for, Elysium, Skyscraper. I just start from the top, most recent. I don't like the, because like, yeah, okay. You've played Manuel in Elysium? Cool. It's too far away. No one remembers that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's old. All right. Um, well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is bought, brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. 
head to thecliplessleash.com to pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. It works for your dog's current collar or harness. And for the Tony's Take listeners, you get a very special discount with promo code Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. Plug that in at checkout, and you're going to get 65% off the dog leash you didn't know you needed. So head to thecliplessleash.com, plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It's the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy, how many things do you have? I've got four. I've got three. Okay. Lead us off. All right. So the first thing I have on here, uh, it's a movie that was recently added to HBO Max. It was on the their recently added section. Uh, it's called Never Let Me Go. Uh, it was uh, written by Alex Garland, who I really like his stuff. I wasn't familiar with this movie, but he uh, did uh, Ex Machina and uh, the show Devs on FX. So I was like, oh, yeah, I should watch this. It's from him. Uh, now, the premise of it is very similar to the, the Michael Bay movie, The Island. Do you remember that movie? Yes, I think so. So it was like Ewan McGregor and I think Scarlett Johansson where they are uh, clones that are only exist to have their organs harvested. Ah, uh, yes. And they have to escape. And uh, this movie is similar premise, not an action movie, uh, but the same premise of it's a bunch of clones who uh, they grow up together and they really, their whole purpose is for their, arvins, their organs to be harvested at some point. Uh, and it is a, just a, a dark drama and it is uh very effective at being a dark, sad movie. I don't know if I'd say I'd love this movie, but it does what it's trying to do. Like think about life and all that stuff. Uh, it's got uh Carrie Mulligan, Kieran Knightley and Andrew Garfield. So it's very British and yeah. it's always interesting to see Andrew Garfield as a British guy. Cause he usually is playing like American when he's just being himself. He has like a really high pitched voice and it's like, kind of jarring i was like oh, maybe he should play just americans uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah this was a this is a rough movie to watch that it's it's like unlike unlike the island they're not trying to escape they are uh, accepting of what they are and uh like the euphemisms they they use where it's like uh they call them well they're donors and they need to make uh, like I think in their twenties, they make their first donation is what they call it. So the first time they take an organ from them. Uh, and then they're also, they know that, uh, they, this will eventually kill them and they call that, uh, completing. So when you completed and it's just like, that is dark as hell. It's like, yeah. It's pretty awful. <laughs> um, but yeah, very, very interesting movie, not a feel good movie in any way at all. So Sounds like it isn't. Yeah. All right. You ready for mine? First one? Yeah. From Showtime. Well, not from them, but on Showtime. I watched from 2020, the PG movie, The War with Grandpa. Okay. Rob Riggle, Uma Thurman, Robert De Niro, and then a child. Um, Christopher Walken and his on-screen wife from Wedding Crashers, uh, Jane Seymour are in here as well. Um, it's fine. It's kind of funny. Um, I watched it over like a week on my lunch break. So 
I don't know. Robert De Niro's getting old. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's just weird that it's like it's the second grandpa movie he's made. It's like what? What are you doing? Yeah, that's he true. made that he made that one with Zac Efron or something. Dirty right? Grandpa or yeah. something. It's like, all right, you like being this character. I don't know. He's trying to family it up, and he must not have read the last one. He just saw Grandpa. He's like, it's got to be a family fun one. Pretty sure that one was not. But this one is PG, and uh, yeah, like I said, it's fine. It's on to- it's on Showtime. You can watch it with your family. Sure. I, I don't have one. Oh, Andy. <laughs> What's your second one? Uh, the second one is an old movie and a new movie at the same time. Uh, I watched Rocky Four, the director's cut. Oh, wow. So I believe it's called Rocky Four, Rocky versus Drago. Um, so this came out a couple weeks back. Uh, it's a director's cut done by Stallone that he had a lot of time last year not doing anything. So he went back and um, made some edits to Rocky Four. So I, I am not an expert in Rocky Four. So I can't tell you what is all that different. But I did a little bit of research. So uh, the robot from Rocky Four, not in this at all. Uh, I think the, the butler. Yeah. So I think uh, what Stallone realized was like that movie is very 80s cheese and he wanted to try to get as much as that out and kind of make this into a serious drama again. Uh, And I know he wanted to make the fights feel more important and more realistic and all this stuff. So uh, it's supposed to be 30 minutes different, but not longer. Did they change the electronics that are showing when uh, uh, whatever his name is again, Ivan is punching that... uh, punching wall no so because those are old as shit too (laughs) it's more trying to get the silliness out of it uh but i mean they still have the full the the best sequence of the movie is um apollo creed's entrance with james brown singing and all this it's like that's that and that's still peak 80s but it's if he dies he dies yeah so and then i think the other thing that stallone said he wanted to change was to make drago a little less of a villain and more like he's a, a victim of the government. He's this, you know, monster they created uh, kind of bringing that more in line with uh, Creed two, which is like, and Yao Ming. Yeah. Well, Creed two is kind of a sequel to this movie. Yeah. It's about the Dragos again and everything. And uh, so I think after, now that that movie's out and everything, it's like, I could do some things to make that seem uh, more consistent. Um, but it's still, the same movie. It's, there's a fight in the beginning, and then there's like eleven training montages, and then there's a fight at the end. Uh, Stallone doesn't succeed in making this like a super great drama or anything. This is nothing like the the first couple movies, but it's just it's it's what you want. It's still like I said. There's thirty minutes. There's supposed to be thirty minutes of new footage, yet it's the same length. So it's still an hour and twenty minutes, which is perfect. But yeah, it didn't it didn't radically transform this into like an Oscar contender. So Mm -hmm. uh, but it is interesting that people can do this kind of stuff. So I think with with this movie, like Stallone owns like everything to it. So he could just do what he wants, I guess. It's a lot harder with other stuff. But yeah, uh, we saw with like the Snyder cut earlier this year of just like you could do shit, do this kind of stuff. And it's interesting. Well, yeah, in this day and age, there's a, you know, an avenue for everything. So can make the same movie four different ways and don't yeah. put it all on Netflix. So well, that, that stuff is, is fascinating to see like how little changes could make a big difference in a movie, but 
Um, I don't think that's the case in, in this movie, but I'm also not uh, an expert, like I said, on Rocky Four, so I can't really compare them side by side. Like this, yeah, really I've better. only seen the original. Well, I mean, this is new, and this is a uh, I rented it from Amazon, so it was it was two bucks, not not a whole Whoa. lot. Uh, but yeah, I think they they put it in theaters for one day, and now it's it's out to rent and everything. But, okay. I don't know. Like I do wonder, like, does he have the authority to like tell TNT, like this is the cut you're showing from now on? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Or he could charge them more to play the original cut. Yeah. That'll be like a collector's edition. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, my next one, I watched a 2020 episode, a special. I don't know. I never watched that stuff, but it's been on since like 100 years ago. Well, this episode was about the Turpin family. Are you familiar, Andy? This was uh, in the news in the 2018 not when you're saying it. So uh, as it was in Paris, California, so not too far from here, uh, father and wife raised a family of 14, 13. Uh, and, uh, they were be, they would be chained up to their beds. They'd never go outside. They never went to school. They weren't eating regular food. They were, it was just a disaster. It was like a, you know, uh, can uh what's that uh god damn it i'm tired like a jail almost but internment camp is what i'm looking for okay finally one of the daughters uh busted out of her window and was able to get her hands on a phone that wasn't active but you can still call 911 on it and they have like the officer body cam footage and all that kind of stuff and like they never went to school so she doesn't know like shouldn't have a proper like she kind of sounds like she's like from italy or from yeah, spain and this is a second kids. language kind of a thing um she also says she's like i'm i'm nervous like i've never talked to a person before uh, outside of my family and this and that's like oh my god it's an hour and a half or maybe two hours and uh so it goes into you know the the details of the family and how they're just crazy like religious fanatic people and um the dad was an engineer, actually, uh, and um, the mom, you could tell, just kind of had like a, she was paused as like a kid kind of a thing uh, in her mind. So she would buy a whole bunch of shit, kid toys and kids clothing, but not let any of the kids use it. Uh-huh. So they just had their house was full of shit. It was crazy. And um, then it goes into how, you know, the state works over the family, too, and screws them over because at the end of the day, no one knows what's, what they're doing anymore in, uh, in the world. Uh, there's a whole bunch of money that was raised for them, and they're not able to touch it. And uh, like that movie where that gone girl can get the custody of your grandparents, some lady has the like responsibility of the money, and she's not giving it to them. Yeah. Uh, it's a mess. It's, it's uh, insane. Uh, the oldest kid was t- 29 years old and the youngest was two for all of this. And uh, it's like, how do you get into your 20s and not ever wonder, like, how do I get out of here or think that that's normal? And uh, what's funny, so when the one of the girls got a cell phone, she would go on like social media or something and it was Justin Bieber that it kind of inspired her because she would see how he was living. And she was like, this isn't how this is. How, this seems like a better way to live than how we're doing it. 
my our parents are doing this horrible stuff to us. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Never heard that at all. I'm sure I heard about it at the time, but no, I did not remember this whatsoever. Uh, and the guy has just absolutely ridiculous hair. Um, so, yeah, they're uh, 25 years to life in jail, the parents now. Crazy. Yeah. Well, and those kids can never fully recover either. No. The well, they, are- well, one of the kids is, I think, about to graduate with his master's or something like that in engineering. Um, but yeah, he was even saying, he's like, I was trying to, you know, get to, to these funds so that I could buy transportation and you're th- like, oh yeah, they're going to deny me you know, $40,000 for a Hyundai. And he's like, and they wouldn't even let me buy a bicycle. Like, yeah. What? They have over a million dollars in there and you, you wouldn't give them funds. $79 for a Schwinn from Walmart. It's insane. What's your next one, Andy? Um, next thing is, uh, King Richard. Oh, you did it on HBO. This is, uh, the next of the, uh, in the theaters, but also on HBO for free. Uh, it's Will Smith as Richard Williams, the father of the Williams sisters, Venus and Serena. Uh, it's it's just a good sports movie. It's, it's fun. It's interesting characters. He's, uh, Richard Williams is definitely a character. I think there's some what what's what's real and what's played up for the movie is is always a controversy. I think when you get with these things that uh, maybe he's not he's not necessarily portrayed as a great guy, but he's like what he did is is great, and then he prepared his daughters. But like uh, maybe the truth is uh, he's not the greatest guy. I don't know, but uh, the movie is is fun. I, I like anything that's. Early '90s LA. That's where the they they grew up here, uh, going to the park to try to practice tennis while he's trying to kind of hustle his way into getting them uh, into like a, a country club and get a real instructor and all this stuff. And it's and it's a sports movie, you know. They're the underdogs. They have to, and then they're playing well and all this stuff. And it, it's fun. And they eventually do get a coach. Uh, it's uh, John Bernthal, and I. He's just the perfect like '90s character. Uh, I mean, real life person, but like he looks like uh, every dad that was on Double Dare. Just like just the guy with the mustache, and like I I don't know if that's what the guy was like in real life. This real life coach, but it's just like no, this is perfect. Just having a lot yeah. of fun with this character. Um, and yeah, and Will Smith just gets to be a star. He gets to to be this uh, outlandish guy who's you know, bigger than life personality and is Will Smith. He nails it. Uh, the voice, maybe, I don't know if he nails that perfectly. The guy definitely has, uh, Richard Williams definitely has a accent. Uh, and sometimes I don't know if that's Will Smith nails it, but you know, he goes for it mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm not the biggest tennis guy, but it's still, I think you don't have to like the sport to like a sports movie. I think that's what I've found over. Yeah. If the story is good enough and it, it can make anything good. Yeah. So, uh, definitely worth watching. Uh, I, I like that. It's just it's just there, you know. Yeah, I'll probably give that a shot. I mean, that's there for a month, right? Yeah. Hmm. All right. You ready for my last one? Yeah. I've been looking for this like crazy. I will never buy it. I'm not going to pay to rent it. It is on Showtime. 
it has been there since November 1st, and I just found out about it, I don't know, a handful of days ago. So uh, doing my best to get through both, two of them at least. Uh, the Godfather, it leaves on no- end of November. December 1, it's gone. So <laughs> I finished the first of the three. The second, The third one is not on there. But that's the third one. Who cares? It's wonderful. I haven't seen it in probably eight years. And uh, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's got a meta score of 100. And uh, it's great. I was reading some of the trivia on here because I love to do that kind of stuff. And I guess they were... Uh, a bunch of pranksters, you know, between James Caan, Al Pacino, Marlon Brando, Robert, or they called him Bob Duvall. Uh, one of the main things they would do on on set is moon each other, which is interesting. And if you're not familiar, mooning is uh, pulling your pants down to reveal your butt. It's a very fun thing to do as a kid to your siblings. Uh, so they would moon each other. And I guess Brando mooned about 400 extras while they were filming their uh, the wedding scenes. And uh, there were old people in there, and I guess they weren't too into it, but they crowned him the champ of the pranks, uh, and they gave him, gave him a big leather belt. But another thing he did that I thought was funny, so after the hospital, when they're bringing him up to his uh, house and they take him upstairs, he filled that gurney with extra weights so that the two guys lifting them up <laughs> were trying really hard. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, the movie, most everyone has heard of it or uh, at the very least, otherwise, they, otherwise they've seen it. It's wonderful. And uh, yeah, you can watch part one and two through November. Keep that in mind, because as we're recording this, it's the 23rd of November. Yeah. Well... I have to think it'll go to Paramount Plus at some point. I think I saw it there a long time ago, but it has not been anywhere for a good stretch of time. Because uh, next year comes out uh, The Offer, which is a miniseries about the uh, creation uh, of behind I the scenes. I forgot about that. That's a good point. So yeah, it'll probably be there before too long. So uh, do you think uh, it'll have all that stuff there? Will we get to see... It uh, looks like Marlon Brando will be in it. I mean, not Marlon Brando, but, you know, yeah, an actor playing him. Very good. All right. Well, tell us about your last one. I think I already know what it is. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which. Whoa, he did it. Yeah, I, I said I was going to go see it and I, I did go see it. And it is uh, if you've read anything about it, exactly. It's exactly what you read. And it's, you know, depending on how you feel about certain things. You'll enjoy it or not. And I definitely enjoyed it. This is. It's a different genre of movie than the first movie. And that's something you just have to accept. And I think that's fine. I think you're never going to be able to do what you did in that first movie. um, Which was like make this kind of like world where. They were taking it seriously. It wasn't goofy or silly, but Bill Murray was having fun with it. uh, But everyone else was taking it seriously. So you doesn't make sense to have a totally silly movie, uh, but it actually fits to have a, a straightforward movie uh, without a whole bunch of jokes. So this is much more of an adventure movie, and it is uh, the the main character is is a kid. It's 
So it's reminiscent of the Goonies or E.T. or something like this mm-hmm. more than than a, a comedy. And that, I think it works. I think it's not the best one of those. That those movies already exist or are classics. It's, it's not as good as those movies, but it works. It's really good. And it incorporates the stuff from the movie and it brings back the characters without letting them not m- having them step over the story and it, it fits and everything. And, uh, and it makes peace with Harold Ramis and his character not being there and why he's not there, but it's still a big part of the story. And uh, I just, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's a fun, nice movie. Uh, but I know a lot of the conversation about it is like how much, how cheesy it is that they're with the references and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, of course they're going to do that. Like, why not? Like, that's fun. Like you, you know, you're watching a movie. So like, relax. It's not, I don't think this was a sellout by any means, especially because it's, it's Jason Reitman coming back to the franchise that his, you know, family started. So, and I don't think he, he's successful on his own. He didn't need to like, I'm going to sell out to do this. It's like, he wanted to make this. He wanted to, uh, actually bring it back after people didn't like that reboot from five years ago. He wanted to do something that, that the fans would enjoy. And I think he accomplished it. So, hmm. um, yeah, I still need to see this. Yeah. It's also, I would say not a movie. You need to go out to the theaters. Uh, yeah. It, it is a good uh, like movie. I said, it's, it's October is gone. So yeah, it is not a big, big spectacle by any means. It is, it is a, like I said, it's more of a small family movie. Um, but it's, I'm going to watch this next yeah. October. And you should. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul Rudd's just delightful. Like he's he's definitely supposed to be, I guess, the, the Bill Murray character. And then he's the one kind of making jokes. But it's just not to the same frequency. But he has some good moments. And well, his name is Gruberson. What do you expect? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add? No. I think we're good. Oh, solid. You've been listening to episode 247 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yes. Bye. We'll see you later.